This is Masks Off. I am Tia Fagan. And I'm Kim Gross. Who are you behind the mask that you wear? Do you live your life based on other people's expectations of you? Do you live in fear because you are afraid to be who you really are? We are here to have real conversations about how and why we hide behind these masks and the results of doing so. We will guide and support you to help remove your mask and to begin living a more empowered and authentic life. So join us, remove your masks, live your life. Hi everyone, welcome to episode six of Masks Off. Today we are going to talk about the perfectionist mask, the overachiever. We are going to go a little more in depth today with talking about some different masks and um, take a deeper dive. So we like to start our episodes with a quote and the quote for this episode is from Brene Brown. And she states, owning our story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy. The experiences that make us the most vulnerable, only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light? Renee Brown. Gotta love her. That's a good one. That's a good one. She is good. She is. She tells it like it is. Mm -hmm. So Tia and I decided today we were going to start with this perfectionistic mask because both of us were talking before we started recording how tired we both feel and may not be at our best. And we were initially going to start with a different topic, but we said, you know what, this is it. Let's, let's talk about this mask because we're both feeling less than optimal. And we're doing it anyway. (laughs) And we're doing it anyway. We're showing up imperfect. And by the way, Brene Brown does write amazing books on imperfection. Um, The Gifts of Imperfection is actually where that particular quote comes from. So she's great on talking about that. So perfectionist is a tough one. You know, it's really (laughs) protecting that mask protects from Mm -hmm. being vulnerable. People hate to be vulnerable. I I hated being vulnerable as well. I know that growing up, I felt like, well, up until I was about nine, I was pretty much quiet and just um, in school, I was an average student and I got along well with people. That wasn't the problem. I had friends and whatnot, but I was more on the quiet side, introverted and an average student. And then when I went into fifth grade, I remember my teacher said to my mom at a parent-teacher conference, he said to her, you know, Kim is not working to her potential. Mm. She is capable of doing so much more. 
And that was a defining moment. You know how people mm-hmm. talk about those defining moments in life. Right. And I took what he said to heart and I started to apply myself more in school and I started getting better grades. And then because I got better grades, I started getting these accolades, this Mm. affirmation from my teacher and from other people. And I was like, wow, that felt good to have that Mm. kind of, you know, approval and that praise. And so that's where the path started for me to just keep achieving and achieving. And I became this overachiever throughout middle school. I think by the end of eighth grade, when they gave out the awards at awards night, Mm -hmm. I had cleaned up so many awards (laughs) and then I was like president of student council and I gave the speech and it was like all this. Wow over overachieving and like that continued on through high school Mm -hmm. and while in some ways it did give me self-confidence looking back on it it was a falsity almost because my worth became dependent on those achievements Mm -hmm. and those accolades and that approval the external the external I never knew how to feel good from within how to go inward I mean in in a way I did because before that pivotal moment with that teacher I know that and I mentioned once before how much I connected with nature Mm -hmm. so whenever I was outside and I was playing in the snow or just you know just being outside I was always connected so I felt then my true essence because I I am nature. I was connected to nature. So I knew it in that way. But then when it, you know, we talk about the whole world of form Mm -hmm. and we could talk a little bit about more what that means, but then it was like, okay, this other feeling of having to get the outward approval. And then it just took over from there. It's an easy thing. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, there's so much where when we're younger, we're able to connect to our inner much easier. And then when you start having the grades or the achievements start to come into play that external piece, then it's really easy to shift into that because it feels good. People notice you. Um, even though we can notice it in ourselves, I think we lose sight of that ability. You know, you, I'm sure you felt internally accomplishing you felt those accomplishments, but the external, instead of being the icing on the cake, starts to be the driving force. Um, And as an only child, I mean, I had the, it was all on me, (laughs) you know, whether that was intentional or not is irrelevant. I, I decided that I had to be, do everything just so and listen and follow the rules and, do well in school, do this, do that. Cause I didn't want to disappoint. And I wanted to make sure that everything was perfect. And this bleeds into some other masks that we'll talk about um, coming up, but I didn't realize how much pressure I put on myself to make things what I thought easier for everyone around me. Mm. Because if I was perfect, I say that with air quotes, <laughs> um, things would be better. Things would be easier for everybody, including me. When in reality, it just added another layer of 
expectations and I should do this or I should do that. And then when I didn't, the disappointment was bigger and that was hard to take. Absolutely. And I think also too, part of, um, you know, in this quote, it says um, how it's difficult to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Right. So especially if you're wearing that perfectionist mask, like making the outside external parents look so perfect. It's very difficult then at that point to show your true insides. Like I still struggle with that. You know, I still, I would never want to cry around people or in public. Like I just always held my emotions in and always had to be so stoic. I hated, you know, when I'm watching a sad movie and then I'm crying and somebody will say, are you crying? I'm like, no, 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 not crying. no, no, <laughs> not at all. Nope. <laughs> no, not crying. Because it's, you know, I think culture, and this is what, you know, we wanted to bring out is that culture conditions us mm-hmm. to think and believe and be a certain way. And okay. culture has sent a message that to be vulnerable is weakness. And we talked about this in earlier episodes when we talked about Lewis House, especially for the males. Right. It is seen as a weakness if you show up crying, mm-hmm. being vulnerable. And you talk, oh, we will be talking about a quote from Glennon Doyle, but I love how she always talked about being a hot mess. Yep. Right. It's like just being a hot mess and then being able to share that with one another. But we don't especially do that. now, especially with the Corona times, I think, you know, before you'd run into people in the grocery store or at the line or, you know, at an event, you know, a work thing, whatever. And it's like, how are you? I'm fine. I mean, it just was like an automatic response that we can't say, oh, well, actually I had, you know, like I slept terrible last night and I'm super tired today, you know, but we talked about that before we started recording yes. um, because that's the reality. And so in times of Corona, I am finding when I ask someone, how are you doing? I'm not getting the, I'm fine as often as I used to, Mm. or everything's okay. Like I feel everyone knows things are not fine in the way we used to think things were fine. That's a whole nother conversation, but it was the illusion of that things were fine. Um, And so maybe this is an opportunity as you know, we are wanting to support and encourage people to start to, you know, at least investigate the masks you're wearing, the perfectionist mask. Or, but Corona may be a little added help to do that because it can't, kitty, uh, we, we can't um, be, it's really hard to be perfect in these times because you can't hide in the same yeah. way because you're with your family 24 seven. You're, <laughs> You can't see it, but the cat is definitely wanting attention. Um, yes. Imperfect, right? Here's an imperfect, yes. a distraction right yep. here. I'm still going. Exactly. <laughs> You're very sweet. Um, so it's showing up anyway. Yeah. That vulnerability piece, um, just like you, I still struggle with it. I can be more vulnerable with certain people that I know can hold the space. Um, but I am practicing on being more vulnerable with out in the world, however that looks right now. But because I think it's important because the more we try to 
hide and be perfect, yeah. <laughs> it's not authentic. I mean, I can't just say I'm fine anymore. It doesn't, it rarely is something that I go to anymore. And I don't know about you or even any of the listeners, but can you remember a time being around someone who just seems so perfect and so put together, like layers of that perfectionist mass, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if we're talking about a female, like completely accomplished, looks amazing, you know, super mom, super white, right? everything. Like I knew someone once, like just whenever she would entertain or host, like went to over the top. Yep. And honestly, I would feel myself comparing. Like it's like it's hard sometimes to be in the presence of someone who seems so perfect, right? Because right. it is until we are aware and check it, it's our tendency to compare ourselves. That's the downfall of Facebook. We talked about exactly. that. When you look on social media and it's horrible for like our kids for this generation because they're always, how many likes do I have? How many likes does this mm-hmm. one have? And there's this falsity that life is so perfect for some of these people out there. Right. And then you compare and comparison, as Brene says, mm-hmm. is the death of being able to be vulnerable. Right. It kills it. It kills your spirit because mm-hmm. then what's underneath that? It's a right. feeling of I'm not, I'm not good enough. Right. I'm not good enough. Right. Right. And no one will love me if I'm no not perfect. No one will love me if I have I'm to not keep, perfect. I have to keep putting on the mask so that people like me because if they see me as imperfect they're going to leave me and then I'm going to leave myself because I can't step up and just be me. Mm, But with that vulnerability piece, when someone else is vulnerable with us, it's empowering, you know, so we can embrace other people's vulnerabilities, but it's so hard to do that ourselves, which is such an incongruent thing that we humans do. It is. It's completely, you're right. It's an incongruency for sure. Um, and, and it does cause or create, at least for me, separation, right? So if, if we're not connecting through the heart and by being vulnerable with one another and mm-hmm. keeping this mask on of in this comparison, it creates separation. And what do we want to do? We want to truly belong, feel that sense of belonging to ourselves, but to others. Right. And how can we feel connected to other people if we're not able to be vulnerable? And you have to, and it takes so much energy mm-hmm. too, to be perfect all the time. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think right? of, I think it just things I used to do, you know, I, it never was like a big hoster, but when we did have holidays or people or whatever, it used to be, you know, get everything ready, prep, do this, make sure everything is just so, and everything had to be handmade and everything had to be, I mean, I was not like the, the table layout or anything, but for me, the food had to be really good and I had to make everything, no purchased anything, um, 
and the pressure I put on myself. And I was not pleasant to be around before having people over because I was so stressed out and so worried about how everything would look. And oh my gosh, you know, there's a piece of dirt over here. We have to clean it up. And it did not make for a pre a pleasant pre-party <laughs> for yeah. anyone in the house. I know. I because it was like, no, until people are here, there can't be a mess. It has to all be just yeah. so. Um, I know. And look at that patterning that we cool. instill on our kids then, right. you know? Right. Yeah. You know, where now I'm like, it's not a big deal. I mean, we're obviously we're not hosting anything right now, but yeah. um, the last three, four years, it's like, you know what? This is good enough. It doesn't have to have, you know, eight different options. We can have one or two and that's enough depending you know or it's okay for people to bring stuff I don't have to do it all myself yeah <laughs> and and going back to again what I was saying a few minutes ago like people just they just want to feel welcome they just want to have a good time they want to feel comfortable mm-hmm. and sometimes I look back on it when my house had to be just so and I was having people over entertaining and they would comment oh your house is so beautiful mm-hmm. wow everything looks so great so amazing you know, I wonder, did they feel comfortable or not? Or did they feel like they couldn't even touch anything or do anything because the house was just so, Yeah. you know? And like, I, I actually feel bad about that. Like I almost, <laughs> would it have been better to have somewhat of a mess? So it looked lived in. My house never looked lived in, honestly. Does it now? Uh, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I, I'm going to talk about this. I was going to talk about this more in our episode on people pleasing and maybe I'll bring mm-hmm. it back in, but I will just share with you to the point where things have to be perfect. So my kids have been wanting on and off for a long time. They've been asking for us to get a dog. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so, um, and this has been ramped up this past weekend. They're like really pushing hard right now to get a dog. And there are a couple reasons why I don't, but one of the reasons I'm being hundred percent honest <laughs> is that I'm thinking about the dog coming in with the dirty feet uh-huh. and then the scratches on the floor mm-hmm. and on the rug being, you know, or, you know, having an accident on the rug and then it leaving a stain or for maybe my husband outside the lawn being all burnt up from where the dog pees. <laughs> it's like, I know it's my attachment and I know it's my, perf- it's my attachment to my perfectionist mask. Yeah. The but, dog definitely makes more mess. I can promise you that. Yeah. Especially in the spring with the muddy, the mud outside. Exactly. And the hair. Point. And the hair everywhere. Everywhere. You know? <laughs> So that's, that, that's part of it. If it were just that mask, I'd probably say I need to rip that one right off and yep. throw that mask away and get the darn dog. But um, there's more to it than that. So I'll, I'll save the rest. Ooh, well, the story yes. will have to continue. I know, I know. Well, that is one area I've not, I've let go of perfection because, I mean, we're an animal house. Um, I mean, obviously the cat was walking in front. If you watch, if you watch the video, because eventually these will be up on YouTube. If you're a video person, but obviously podcasting, you, you can't see the cat, um, and the dog is laying right here, and it's hair. I mean, that that is yeah. that is the one thing. So 
back in the day when I had to have the perfect food or whatever, it was always the, but you will probably have a cat or dog hair in something you eat. And if that bothers you, then this is not the house for you to come because (laughs) I can't keep (laughs) cat hair out of the food as much as I would like to. They kind of just float around and land there. (laughs) That is funny. That actually does make me remember when I was living home just before I got married and, um, you know, people joke that I was a Godzilla bride for sure. So my, <laughs> at the time my parents had a black lab. Oh yeah. And so I, you know, I made sure that my mother had all the carpets like shampooed and cleaned and everything like the week before. And, you know, my father is a cigar smoker. And so he's, he couldn't smoke in the house because I knew. And sure enough, the day of my wedding, you know, my train sprawled out all over the rug. Oh, hair all of course, <laughs> especially black lab hair. Black I mean, lab that's... hair on the white dress. I was flipping out. At least you can laugh about it now. I can laugh about it now. Yes, yeah, and and that is, I think, part of what I have learned with removing that mask little by little is mm-hmm. to just not take myself so seriously. I think that's a key part of it besides the vulnerability piece, which is huge, but just not even taking myself so seriously. Yeah. Cause in the big scheme of life, how important is that? Not at all. How important is it? Well, and what do people remember? They don't remember the dog hair. They were, you know, maybe there's a comical remembering the dog. Yes. But they remember the feeling. Yeah. It's the feelings that we remember. Did we feel included and you know belonging as Brennan yeah. talks about yeah that's that's what we feel um before we wrap this one up the other part for me with perfectionism that shows up and it still it still does at times particularly in around work more than anything is if I can't do it perfect then I'm not going to do it at all or I just keep mm-hmm. tweaking and tweaking and tweaking things until it's perfect um, and then it never gets done at all. But that is an area that I really have worked on. It, like I said, it still, it still can show up, but I've come to the point now where it's like if I'm putting together um, a PDF or something for my clients, it's like, okay, it's good enough. I can always change it and adjust it later, but right now I just need to be done and send it off and share it, share it with the clients because so if there's a typo or you know the things aren't lined up just so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's great that you bring that up because we have been talking all along that it is a process, right? This is a process in terms of getting to where we want to be and taking off the mask. So um, being able to say that our best is mm-hmm. good enough, exactly. enough is our best is good enough and just letting it go. Yep. And there's yeah. a lot of lessons there and it's, it, it's not easy, especially the first few times you do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, so leave our listeners with that. There we go. You know that your best is good enough and to take a small risk and trying to, if you have that perfectionistic overachiever mass, to try to peel that one off. Yeah. Do something just good enough today. Absolutely. So thank you all for listening to episode six. We hope you have a great and wonderful day. Have a good one. Have a not so perfect one. Yes. (laughs) Bye.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Masks Off. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share with friends and family. Check out the show notes for how to contact us. Remove your masks. And live your life. See you next time on Masks Off.